This is an AMI podcast. Hey, Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. Welcome back. It's now with Dave Brown on AMI. The good people at Apple released an update to their Mac Ventura operating system this week. Stephen Scott has thoughts on this. He's also the host of Double Tap, which you can find daily at noon Eastern time on AMI-audio. Hey, good morning, Stephen. Good morning, Dave. How are you? I'm doing well. Always nice chatting with you. Nice to hear that you're back from vacation, back in the mix. Stephen. Tell me about this update, this upgrade to macOS Ventura. What are they rolling out here? Well, you know, I'm going to be honest with you, Dave. It is not the most exciting update for most people. I should state for most people that there are some features in there around accessibility I want to talk about. But for most people, I think this is a visual refresh in a lot of ways. This isn't the biggest update that we've seen from an operating system for quite a while. Um, I think a lot of the changes, a lot of the, the the visual design changes have been coming into play here. So we see a lot of new, uh, interesting looks to the system. And I think a lot of fixes under the hood as well. And this is the kind of change we're starting to see now with updates. It's the same with Windows and it's the same with Google as well. We're starting to see these little changes coming in. So it's all evolution rather than revolution, which is not a bad thing. No, not bad at all. Certainly everything gets a refresh or an update here and there. So let's talk about the accessibility side. What do you want to flag in regards to accessibility features or some usability for users with disabilities? Well, you know, the biggest change that came in, which I've got to say I'm most excited about, is finally, uh, those of you who use JAWS out there, the screen reader, uh, you might be pleased to know that uh, there is now a fantastic voice in there called Eloquence. Um, Now, Eloquence is the voice of JAWS, as most people might know. Mac now has that feature built into it. Now, you might think to yourself, you know, this is a very old voice. It's been around for a very long time, and it's not the the greatest voice in the world, you might say. But do you know what? It is very clear. It does make the system much faster, much more responsive. So, you know, I'm really, really interested to know what people think about this. But, you know, from what I'm reading on Twitter, lots of people are very excited about this. And also... Um, I mean, this isn't the biggest news in the world, but we do have a new voiceover command. Ooh, ooh. Yes, I'm excited. <laughs> um, we have a new voiceover command, VOF7, which is uh, control option F7. And when you press it once, you get told the battery level. When you press it again, you get told the time and date. And when you press VO7 F7 again, you get told the Wi-Fi status. So basically what they've done is they've taken a lot of commands a lot of the status menu information and made that more available through a singular command, which is really good because it means you get easy access to that information without having to go up to the status menu and try and find it from there. Yeah, that's all just really usable stuff, right? That's stuff that you want to know and need to know as you're operating around in the system. So it's really good if you can do that with a couple punches of a button as opposed to trying to navigate an entire home screen. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, there are some issues I've got with this. I mean, you know, one particular issue which has come up is the settings menu. So system preferences has now become system settings. And what they've done is they've changed the look of system settings a little bit. So uh, it's very Windows-like, actually, but it's a bit more difficult to navigate and to put a lot of buttons in places. One example of this is uh, trying to find the way to turn your function keys into F1, F2, F3 keys, as opposed to, say, shortcuts like, you know, volume up and down Mm. and do not Mm. disturb and all that, which are the default. For most people, especially those who use things like voiceover, 
you probably want to have access to the F keys, the one, two, three. Uh, you know, you have to really dig into the settings. You've got to go into keyboard and you've got to go into keyboard shortcuts and you've got to go into another table and you've got to navigate through all this just to get to the bit to make that change. Whereas before, it was just very simple. You just went into a menu and it was there. It was right there. And you could just tick box it and that was it. So, you know, some good things. Some bad things. Um, I mean, you know, there's a few issues around, uh, you know, mail at the moment. I'm hearing a few issues there. Uh, although there is one feature of mail, which I do think is much better for voiceover users. Now, when you're navigating through your list of messages, it will tell you immediately if you've replied to that message or not. Didn't oh, used to do that. Oh, heck That's, yeah. Oh, heck yeah. Yeah. Well, how many times have you, have you, how many times do we go through our email? I don't know if you're like this as well, Dave, but I'm one of these people. In my head, I reply to every email. <laughs> In my head, I've always replied. I'm like, I've replied to that email and that is done. And then I go, hang on a minute. I haven't replied to anybody here. What is going on? Every time I get an email, it is absolutely replied to in my head. 100%. There's always a glorious response in my brain that does not always make its way out to my fingertips and then out into the World Wide Web. That is very, very accurate. Actually, Stephen, while we're talking about email, just as a quick aside, I was uh, talking to one of my friends a couple weeks ago about the zero inbox strategy which says that every email as soon as it comes in is either responded to or triaged into a folder where do you stand on the zero inbox strategy so my well i'd like to live in that theory the way i do it though and just coming off vacation i've done it again i just come into my inbox i control a to select all and delete (laughs) and if it's that important they'll come back to me that's how I do it. That's my zero inbox strategy <laughs> right there. Delete a lot, start again. I mean, there is something zero inboxy about that. I like that. Well, you responded yeah. to one of my emails last week while you were on vacation, so I'm glad I didn't get caught in the Control-A trap. No, no. Uh, Stephen, I, I never know what rabbit hole Paul Daniel's going to go down as he thinks about these segments because he'll jump in and mm. he'll do a little bit of research. There was a feature called Stage Manager that jumped off the screen to him. I did yep. not dive down this rabbit hole. What is it? Well, this is an interesting one, and it is, it is really interesting around accessibility. But first up, Stage Manager is a feature where, as you know, you know what it's like. You maybe have your computer open. You've got, you know, I've got, you know, right now Skype. I've got mail. I've got, you know, text edit going on. I've got all these different applications running, Audacity in the background, whatever else is going on. My machine is just clouded with Windows. And... You know, you can navigate through those by command tab, which is fine. For me as a voiceover user, that's absolutely fine. But, you know, a lot of people like to work in a tidy space. And what you can do with Stage Manager is you can take all those individual applications and you can push them all to the side. Just on your screen, they will all just appear as a column on your left side. And you can see all the different applications, even bunches of applications you're working on together. And then the main application you're working on is right there in focus. So it makes it much easier to navigate. And I think visually, it's just it's much more tidy mm. uh, for those who are on iPads. You the one major benefit of this feature is that when you connect an external monitor to your iPad, you'd be able to view the uh, stage manager in full screen. Whereas at the moment, if you plug any iPad into a monitor, you'll get those cutoffs at the edge because of the fact that the iPad is square rather than full widescreen like a monitor. So you know, you get a little cut off. You don't get that with the iPad and stage manager. Now, I will say that accessibility wise with a voiceover hat on, uh, there's no difference here to command tab because visually it is all visual, right? There's no mm-hmm. there's no major mm-hmm. difference here. There's nothing that's going to, I mean, I'm, t- I'm command tabbing around expecting something to happen. And I think just on the screen, just these things were flying around all over the place, but it didn't really make any difference to me. So 
Yeah, I think for somebody who wants to work in a tidy space, I think this is a really good feature, although it has come with its bugs. This is a feature that was released a little bit too early, I feel. Mm. And uh, I think that, you know, I, I, I'm, my general impression of, of this new Mac OS Ventura is maybe wait a month till things settle down before yeah. you do the upgrade if you can avoid it. How often do we find ourselves having that conversation, right? Whenever there's a new software update, maybe wait a couple of weeks here and let them get a couple bugs out, especially yeah. if you are concerned at all about accessibility settings. Well, I mean, you know, a good example for me is I use Audacity to edit um, because I'm cheap. It's free. And um, <laughs> I love that. And, you know, what's great about it is it's a brilliant uh, system. But the downside is that with new, the new macOS Ventura, it is not the most accessible. Um, and it's even less accessible because what it does is every time you go into a window to do something, it kicks you back out. That's a bug, clearly. Yeah. That needs to be fixed. But these are the kind of things that can happen. And a lot of people will jump in early and they'll be hit by these bugs. You've got to be very careful. Um, if you rely on specific softwares, always check first. Even just tweet the company and say, hey, you know, does this, does, it, does your app work with this? Mm -hmm. Check in. I would say that if you're an Apple user and you're blind or you're partially sighted, applevis.com, applevis.com is the best resource. We don't tend to talk too much about the bugs on our show because usually by the time we get the show out, it's either been fixed yeah, or yeah. a whole new one's arrived. So, Go to applevis.com. They will keep you up to date with exactly what is going on. Uh, they constantly track all these bugs and they encourage people to engage as well. So that's a great resource if you're an Apple user. Stephen, you mentioned uh, open tabs and the number of open tabs that you may roll within your computer. I can mm. tell you for a fact that you can measure my anxiety by how many tabs I have open in a, in a web browser. <laughs> as soon as you get over yeah. like seven or eight, it's like, uh-oh, Dave's having a bad day. Well, you just, you know, trying to manage all that, you know, it's just, and of course, that's the thing. I don't know about you, but I tend to do that because it means then I think about, okay, it means I, I haven't lost that page. Usually yeah, because yeah. My, my brain starts here on the left somewhere and ends up way over there on the right. <laughs> and, you know, there's lots of thoughts going on in between. And that, like you, is measured by open Chrome tabs. <laughs> now, now there is a now there is a flip side to this though, because what will reduce my anxiety is that I look at those tabs as almost like a to do list, and when I accomplish mm. said to do list, I get to close the tab and feel a little bit better about myself. Yeah, well, that's true. Although Microsoft To Do, brilliant application for iPhone, Android, and across Mac and Windows as well, it is a great application if you're looking to take control of your to-do list because it is a literal to-do list and you can use it on your phone you can have it on your computer and you just and you can even assign i love this bit you can assign tasks to other people oh, so i'm like yeah. sean priest can you just do this <laughs> and i send it off to him it's brilliant mr f can you do this can you do that yeah i get Absolutely, that yeah, yeah smart technique sean it's always a, a, a <laughs> sean steven mr f all the great characters are here on double tap daily <laughs> steven it's always a great time catching up man have a great day Thanks, Dave. You too. That's Stephen Scott offering up some initial impressions of the Mac OS Ventura update. Hey, Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. The Walrus is Canada's conversation, and you're invited to take part. Download AMI's Voices of the Walrus, where professional narrators read selected articles from the magazine. Available wherever you download your AMI podcasts.